Well, uh, I don't know how many times I have lauded the work of the OU's JLIC um, and the work that they do on campuses throughout the uh, United States. And, um, and now it seems, based on the news that we have, that JLIC, which has made such an impact on uh, college campuses throughout the United States is starting to make an impact, listen to this, on college campuses in Israel, which you know for us is an extremely important development. Um, To explain all of this and celebrate this great news, Rabbi Ilan Haber, who is the director of JLIC for the OU, joins us live via telephone. He happens to be traveling uh, on the West Coast at the moment. So he's up early this morning for us at JM in the AM. Rabbi Elon Haber, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Remind our audience what JLIC stands for. Sure. It's uh, Jewish Learning Initiatives on Campus. Now, I got to tell you, and I, I, I said this to you off the air just a moment ago, which is unusual for me because I don't, usually don't <laughs> reveal anything before we get on the air. Uh, we have been lauding your work on the college campuses of North America for quite a while. I hope you know that. I hope we, you know that we have publicly celebrated the incredible work that your couples and families are doing around this country. And I am thrilled, frankly, to hear that this effort is now going to Israel. And I'm even more thrilled to find out why you felt it's necessary to expand to Israel, which we will explain in a moment. Let's start with the basics. How many campuses in North America, can we now find JLIC? Sure. Uh, we have 22 programs in North America, two in Canada, and the other 20 in the U.S. Um, and we now have 23 couples, so with one cu- campus, University of Maryland, having two couples. We'd be amazed, and why we, I mean the, the average person who does not surround themselves with collegiate news on a regular basis, we'd be amazed at the Jewish population at a lot of these campuses, especially Maryland that you just mentioned, right? The number of Jews and Jews from Orthodox families who are now on the campus. Yeah, there are estimated, just at University of Maryland, over 500 uh, students from Orthodox day school backgrounds. Unbelievable. Uh, and, and does any college campus, uh, I mean, aside from the obvious ones, uh, does any college campus around the country um, have those types of statistics? Are there any others with between 500 and 1,000 students in the day school movement? Sure. Uh, I mean, closer to you, I would say Queens College has approximately 1,000, and we have a program there as well. Wow. Uh, Brooklyn College has a few hundred, Binghamton as well, and NYU actually has close to 500. And if you include uh, the surrounding campuses around NYU and lower Manhattan, it's even higher. What about California? What would be a good example of a college campus that has a larger Orthodox presence that we might think? Sure. Uh, you know, what we found is actually uh, Santa Monica College, uh, which is a program we opened up a couple years ago. It's a community college serving primarily students from the Los Angeles area, and uh, it has a very, very large number of Orthodox students attending, and many of them go- actually go on afterwards to study at UCLA, where we also have a program. Unbelievable. Rabbi Ilan Haber is with us. Um, I met a couple of years ago, I'm th- more than a couple of years ago, I'm thinking it's closer to um, to probably the end of 2010, we're talking about almost seven years ago, uh, I met the couple who at that time were on Brooklyn College's campus, and you know, you're somewhat skeptical, you know, a commuter college, what kind of impact 
can they have on the students who are, you know, spending only part of their day, they're not dorming on campus, part of their day at the college. I was amazed by the work they were doing. I don't know if it's the same couple there now, but I was amazed by the work they were doing. I think that was my first real introduction to the work of JLIC. Uh, you, you can tell us unequivocally, am I correct, that that it, it's not only the campuses where students are living on or near those campuses 24 hours a day. It's even the commuter colleges are doing great work. Exactly. Actually, what we found, um, Brooklyn College is an excellent example of that. Um, and Rabbi Ruvin and Shira Vashnak are still there. They're wow. serving their community. Um, I mean, just to kind of give you a statistic, just to show sort of the kind of impact that they've had, I think, you know, over a period of a course of a year, they calculated that they participated in about 100 weddings of students and alumni. Um, <laughs> you know, you can only almost imagine, yeah. uh, you, know, the, you know, the type of doing, you know, katan classes and kala classes and being Masada Kedushin. And, um, and what we found is, especially in, you know, Brooklyn's an excellent example of this, is that while there are many, many Jewish resources around, many of them are not really geared towards focusing on this population. And the students really are looking for community built around uh, uh, role models who care about them, right. who they can come to for their questions and can learn with them. And by the way, that's a great indication. The, the, the kid who wants who wants their JLIC rabbi to be Masada Kedushin, nothing against community rabbis and where people grow up, but they, they get very close with them. They get close with them, like you say, they become their role models and essentially their family outside their family, even if they're just commuting. Yes. Yes, that's true. By the way, and I hope I'm not overstating this because we know there are a lot of great campus organizations and I could list them and it, w- it would take probably, you know, two hands or more to, <laughs> to, to outline all of them. Uh, but but I, I know you do make an effort, and at least it seems this way to the outsider, you do make an effort to really cooperate with other Jewish groups on campus and you're not there exclusive to others. You are You are there to enhance the experience of those students who want an experience like yours. Yeah, I mean, with thousands, really thousands of, Jewish students on the campuses that we're serving, um, it's, it's re- it would really be unfortunate if any one organization felt like they had a monopoly on Jewish life. And right. so it's very, very important to work well with others and with other organizations. And what I found is that, um, you know, when that doesn't happen, if there is, for example, two organizations that aren't really quite getting along, um, you know, it's, a, it's very poor modeling for the students themselves. Yeah. They come away from that feeling like, you know, the Jewish leaders can't get along. So, yeah. you know, it, it just, it, it's very, very important, even just from a Jewish educational perspective, to show them a sense of achdut. Yeah, and it's not easy to do, but you've got to make the effort to do it. Rabbi Ilan Haber is with us. He directs JLIC, Jewish Learning Initiative on campus. All right, let's talk about this big news. At least I consider it big news. Um, it, it, was, it has been discovered that now in Israel, thank God, there is a surge in Orthodox student enrollment. And obviously we're talking about Anglo-Orthodox student enrollment. And because of this surge, there is a need now to start JLIC presences on Israeli college campuses. How did you guys discover this and how did you decide to meet this need? Um, yeah, I mean, we've found over the years um, that many, many students, especially those that take a gap year, choose to stay in Israel um, and establish a life there. Um, and they go to these campuses, uh, Bar-Ilan, Hebrew U, now the Technion has an English language program, and the program we just started at ADC in Herzliya, a lot of them going, feeling like they're going to be in a Jewish environment, 
and, you know, needing, uh, you know, really reaching out to us for support. And many of them are familiar with the JLIC program and the work we do on the U.S. and saw us as sort of a natural fit for what they need on their campuses. It's unbelievable. Is IDC Herzliya the first one you're, uh, you're, you're starting? Yeah, yeah, it's the first one. Um, and we actually got the idea about five years ago. Uh, we started exploring it, but at the time didn't have um, a sort of a base of funding to, to get it going. But really through the impetus of the students at the IDC in Herzliya um, and the support of the university itself, uh, we were able to this time pull things together and establish a program there. And according to my notes, the Mayberg Foundation was uh, was key to that as well. Yeah, the Mayberg Foundation, and then there you know there are others that that have come through with support. And obviously, we're still you know building on that support, but uh, right. um, it enabled us to, to get started. All right, tell me about Margot and Rabbi Josh Botwinick. I am just so pleased to have them as part of our staff. Um, when I met them, uh, you know, actually in a restaurant in Teaneck, um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, um, I was just immediately struck by their personality and charisma and caring for the Jewish community. Um, you know, they, they just bring such exuberance and energy and youth, um, you know, really sort of paired with a strong sense of mission and uh, background in student leadership and camping and uh, informal Jewish education. Um, and real uh, Torah learning and, and strength and knowledge. And so, you know, it was really the full package. And when this program got, got, was in development, just seemed that they would be the perfect couple uh, to establish the program on so, campus. So they are literally living on the IDC Herzliya campus. Yeah, I mean, they live uh, right in that community and uh, walking distance for many, many of the students who, who are attending there. And uh, they meet uh, those whose background is from the U.S. and from Canada and uh, and help them along. It's really a home away from home, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, while the primary impetus has been uh, the 150 or so North American students right. that that are at IDC and Herzliya studying, um, there's hundreds of students, really, from North America and other places um, that are looking for some sort of sense of Jewish community. There are students from Brazil and Mexico and South America and Belgium that are also participating in the program, although we found that, you know, there's a very, very strong need just even supporting the North American students. Yeah, well, great job. I, I think it's amazing. You guys are now on an Israeli campus. I'm sure that's going to increase as time goes on. Kudos to the OU and JLIC, as you heard Rabbi Elon Haber describe. Uh, not only do uh, more than 20 campuses in North America enjoy JLIC couples uh, leading so many of our kids uh, around this uh, country and continent, but now on the IDC Herzliya campus, uh, there is a, uh, a JLIC couple, Margot and Rabbi Josh Botwinick, who have already started to uh, impact uh, the Anglo-Jewish uh, community and others uh, there on that campus. I, I assume you do foresee that very soon, if the funding is in place and the OU continues at the thank God aggressive pace that they do these things, uh, that you'll see other campuses ha have JLIC couples in Israel very soon. Uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly hope so. I've, there are definitely students from other campuses that have reached out to us asking for similar programs, and it, it's really kind of incredible, the story. I, you know, we thought that they would have to kind of get settled and started and build things up by just developing one-on-one -on -one relationships, but literally the first weekend they arrived, there's just such a starvation for this kind of activity. Huh. The students really gelled together as a family. It was really incredible to see, and they have 
enormous numbers of students just, you know, developing student leadership, giving each other chaburot, um, building community, and, um, you know, with, with the couple as the core. Um, do you get to see the majority of your campuses during a typical school year, or, not, or is that impossible travel-wise? I, I try to. <laughs> I can't get to, to every what was the most? Every what one. was the most recent North American campus you were on of your JLIC campuses? Uh, last week I was in Montreal, and the previous week I was at Yale. I'm going uh, to Penn this Shabbat. Does this Yale? Shabbat. Does Yale have a good couple up there? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, you know we have um, you know it's it's important to kind of come go around and you know kind of check in and see what's happening with the students, and, and so it's important to kind of see things firsthand. And both Yale and Penn still have large Orthodox populations, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say Penn is significantly larger. Right. Um, it's always been sort of a bastion for Orthodox students, and, you know, it remains so. Yale is probably a smaller community, and at a place like Yale, we find that not only is, you know, do our couple reaches Orthodox students, but they also have an enormous impact on the Jewish community in, in general. Oh, that I'm sure. Rabbi Elon Haber, he's generally in Israel, where he leads JLIC internationally, uh, he happens to be traveling on the West Coast, got up really early to join us. I thank you. And Mazal Tov, this is a development of the first JLIC presence on an Israeli college campus, I think is very, very significant. So kudos to you and the OU for this amazing effort. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. A pleasure. Rabbi Ilan Haber. More coming up. It's a Tuesday at JM in the AM.